Hello, beautiful people. We are back out in nature because I had a good response to last week's video and my camera is still broken, so I'm figuring that out. So here we are filming this outside and I'm actually going to continue on with the series that I started last week where I talk about my social observations. This time, it's for the men out there. I just want to preface this video by first saying that, of course, my observations of men and male friendships is going to be based off of my own observations and experiences with men, which means that it's not going to be encompassing of all men out there. And in that sense, my opinions are not an end-all be-all. If you're a man watching this or a masculine person watching this, and you don't resonate with anything I say, then just know that this video is not about you. These observations are not about you. You don't need to take offense to it. You don't need to feel like I'm accusing you of anything. You don't need to take it personally. Like I did for my last video, I'm gonna read what I wrote first and then start to talk about my experiences based off of what I wrote after. So this is gonna be my observations of male friendships, whether that's men with other men or women with men or whatever. My observations of how men tend to connect comes from having brothers, participating in male-dominated sports and from my own friendships with men. The interesting thing is, what made it easier to befriend a boy or a man was the same exact reason why I don't have many male friends in my life anymore. As I stated in my previous video where I talked about my observations with female friendships, I described how women generally mimic and project on each other in a way to place themselves on equal ground, even if that means lowering yourself for the sake of a friend. But something that I've noticed with a lot of general male friendships is the lack of depth all around. Seeing your male friend or friends and doing the same physical activities but lacking in conversational depth or emotional connection, the absence of a more spiritual sense of expression usually means things as follows happens. Men fear holding each other accountable. They fear stepping on each other's toes, not out of fear for the other person, but for the fear that expressing themselves is just not necessary. Perhaps this fear of expression is also due to the fact that a lot of men see challenges of each other as a prospect of a physical altercation, because God forbid we can just use words to explore alternative viewpoints. The inability to healthily observe and keep each other accountable is due to a lack of an emotional connection, but it also forces the individual man to feel alone with their own inner journey, which can drastically stunt their emotional growth and oftentimes physical growth as well. Men are left disconnected from themselves, so they begin to mirror other men in hopes of finding purpose and worth. This is where men and women are actually a lot alike. Because of the loss of self, men like women begin to mirror each other's goals, lifestyle, clothes, hairstyle, bodies, games, cars, diets, ways of coping and numbing and suppressing. But the difference, which is often a harmful one, is that the suppression of self for men often leads to direct harm onto other minority groups because that's just how society is set up. To summarize in one sentence, 
Women's friendships are centered in shame and men's friendships are centered in pride. You must let go of your feelings of shame if you want your anger to go away. But I don't feel any shame at all. I'm as proud as ever. Prince Zuko, pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. Women mimic each other for a sense of belonging and men mimic each other for a sense of purpose. So something that my best friend and I have talked about multiple times is that we've noticed that men don't have a place to have an emotional outlet. And the only place they end up having that, if they do, is through their relationships. So what this can look like is men end up, whether they're unconscious or conscious of it, they end up forcing their partners to become their therapists, essentially. They force their partners to become their mothers, essentially. How many times has a woman had to help a guy realize very basic emotions or behavior patterns or help heal certain types of trauma or relational behavioral issues that the man was completely unaware of before and maybe still deny? This isn't scrutinizing men out there because from my experience at least, the men that I've come across are people that really want to have that emotional connection with other people, but they're just not able to because other men don't really know how to have that connection with each other. And this kind of goes into one of my observations, and that is that men tend to have superficial friendships with each other. And the only time they can have a deeper friendship and connection with someone, it has to be with a woman or a femme. And that will kind of go into another observation that I'll get into later on where men don't know how to just have platonic friendships. They always have like an ulterior motive of this could be someone I could see myself dating or sleeping with and stuff like that. But I'll get into that later. I just say that because I do think it's connected to this fundamental fact of the only time they can have an emotional connection is with a woman or a femme. Not being able to truly connect with other men is not always a bad thing all around it has its perks right and let me get into that and this is the reason why for the most part having male friends was easier for me growing up because it is something superficial and you could do things together and bond over that so as a child I mainly had male friends because they were the only people that I could actually play with you know, play tag, wall ball, tether ball. And I felt like little girls, for the most part, mainly wanted to do a lot of socializing. So talking to each other, doing a lot of social type of activities. Whereas with boys, it was a lot more simple. You were playing games and you knew the rules to the games and it was a physical thing. So there wasn't a lot of socializing. So it was easier for me right off the bat to just understand the dynamics of boys. Also, I grew up in a household with two brothers, no sisters. So in general, I just have more experience around boys and men in comparison to girls. And so I was already familiar with the dynamics of boys. It's very simple. Boys give each other a hard time. They beat each other up, whatever. They play games. It's not that big of a deal. There's nothing deeper than that, right? But I feel like things started to shift with how boys connect. 
and how I connected to other boys around puberty because I don't know about other countries, but in America, everything is so sexualized. Everything is hypersexual all the time. Women are just objectified till no end here, sexualized, all of that stuff. And so I noticed that as I started to go through puberty, as other boys started to go through puberty, things started to change in a way where I noticed boys didn't view me as a person anymore. Do I have value to them to take something from me? And that thing is my body. That thing is all of these like very objective dehumanizing type of things where they don't see me as a person right I remember I had guy friends where yes they would be nice to me yes we would hang out but I always felt this underlying feeling of they were always waiting for something else to happen like there was always an ulterior motive behind being friends with me they were my friend but also always waiting for the chance to sleep with me, kiss me, whatever. And that just felt icky to me. And I've seen people talk about this on TikTok as well. And it's this idea that men are only friends with women when they think the woman is attractive. And guys are not interested in having female friends unless they also want to sleep with that friend. And this isn't just a suspicion. A lot of my guy friends throughout my life, I'm no longer friends with them by the way, have confirmed this to me multiple times of like, this friend of mine, I would totally sleep with her if she ever wanted to or whatever. I used to hear that all the time and just think that that was so weird. And also I noticed that the guys I've dated would say things like that, like they've slept with friends, whatever. And I just always felt confused by that because I would never view a friend as someone I wanted to sleep with and I would never be able to sleep with someone that I could be friends with. It's so odd to me because I think what ultimately happens here is that women tend to not objectify men as much as men tend to objectify women. So when a woman has a connection to you, when a woman wants to be friends with you, she actually cares about you as a person, not as a woman, not as a man. She cares about you as a person. Whereas I feel like because men objectify women, whether or not they actually care about you, whether or not they want to be friends with you, they will always see you as something that they could benefit from and so therefore the whole dynamic of I'm friends with you but I'm also always looking out for when you want to sleep with me ends up happening like I could never fathom being able to kiss or sleep with any of my friends or any of my guy friends because they are my friend they are someone that I love platonically and I would never think to connect with them physically or else they I wouldn't even see them as a friend I would see them as a potential mate I would see them as a potential partner and I think this is why in America at least the whole idea of dating and friendships that involves men at least is so messed up like how many times have you guys experienced sleeping with or dating a guy who is so emotionally open and somewhat dependent on you but he also doesn't care about you or doesn't care to be consistent with you communicate with you or commit to you it's so freaking odd it's like women become an important asset for the guy to use to his own 
benefit, whether that's a therapy session with you, whether that's sleeping with you, but they're not actually willing to have a bond with you, a bond that takes commitment and work and loyalty. Pardon the crow, that's going to be cocking. Yes, I hear you, guy. Please try to be as quiet as possible. I'm trying to film a video here. Something else I've noticed that's a subset to this observation is that men tend to not have a deep connection with each other but they tend to simultaneously be so loyal to each other past having any sort of similarities anymore so what that means is a lot of guys will be friends for years and they will either hold themselves back in order to be on the same level as their guy friends or they will grow past their male counterparts, but still, for whatever reason, hang out with the same guys, even though they have no interests anymore, even though they don't really care about the same things anymore, just because there's no emotional connection there. So they just do the same things over and over again, and they don't feel that deep sense of disconnect because the disconnect was always there anyways. You see what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like women tend to have very deep bonds with each other emotional bonds and so we kind of are very in tune with each other's growth and so when women grow apart from each other it's hard to remain friends still because you guys are so different and because you guys are so used to connecting with each other and so once you can't connect with each other there's no use of being friends my best friend and i noticed that the guys that we had in our lives would still be friends with other men that didn't share the same political views didn't share the same hobbies didn't treat women the same all of these very important things but they would still hang out with each other and when you ask them why are you still around that guy friend they can't even tell you why other than the fact that they've just been friends forever and the thing is is i feel like men don't like this either i feel like men actually do crave a deeper connection which is why a lot of them end up depending on women and femmes to get that need met or sometimes what I see happening as well, and this is very unfortunate, I empathize with guys out there, is men end up not having friends at all. And this is really sad because when men have come into a point in their lives where they're actually wanting to grow, actually wanting to connect to themselves, actually wanting to heal and find their sense of purpose, they cannot bring themselves down to be with those men anymore. And so they end up being alone. They end up not having friends to go to. They end up not having friends to express themselves to. And I feel like with men like this, they end up just chronically dating or looking for a woman to sleep with because that's the only way they could connect to another human, period. And this is something I've observed in my recent partner and my last partner is that they have this very deep desire to have a brother, to have a close friend that they could grow with, share life with. That's platonic, right? That's not romantic or sexual. Like a brotherhood or even just like a familial chosen family type of bond. But it's just so hard to find that in a way that is encompassing and integrating of emotional needs and sensitivity. I've heard so many times my partners express 
I wish I had a guy friend. I wish I had a brother. I wish I had this, this, and that outside of our emotional romantic connection. And I really feel for them because if I didn't have my best friends in my life where I could go to them to talk about things that I wouldn't even talk about to my partner, you know, I would feel so lost and lonely. And I'm trying to find the right word because I don't know if insecure is the right word, but just I would feel weaker as a person. Like I wouldn't be as strong because I had to do everything myself. And I'm already a really independent person that doesn't really have many people in my life. But the few people I do have, like five people, are so important to me. They're like pillars in my life. They make such a big difference. So I can't fathom being a man, for example, and not having anyone be that person to me except my partner. And that's if you're lucky, right? I really feel for my current partner because he's been that type of person that's always wanted that soul connection but he was never able to have that through friends and he was never able to have that through his partnerships and he's told me multiple times that I am the first human to connect with him in this sort of way and although it's amazing that he's finally found someone to do that with I do feel for him in the sense where it's scary to only have one person in your life to have that connection with and it's scary to not have anyone else to connect with in that sort of way but the purpose of me saying this is that I know men out there want that connection they want it they crave it and the thing is is that the only way to start that connection is for certain men out there to begin to be that one person in their lives and in other people's lives to start that connection and that's a scary thing because other men may not know how to respond when you as a man are wanting to connect emotionally be more sensitive maybe want to cry with the other guy like other men may not know how to respond to that even if they want it and sometimes men might outright reject it or make you feel bad for it because they're scared of their own emotions And so it's just a very hard switch to make. So I really feel for men out there who are making the effort in their own lives and in their own friendships to be that person that's actually willing to connect with other men in a different way that's more sensitive, that's more vulnerable, right? If you're a person, if you're a man doing that, good for you. I'm so proud for you. You are making a difference. And if other men haven't said it to you, I'm sure the men in your life are so appreciative towards you and your efforts. Even if they may not know how to express it, keep going. You are doing good work. I mean, speaking on the behalf of women, there's only so much we could keep doing. A lot of us are getting tired. A lot of us are holding resentment because we're tired of carrying the weight of being our own therapist, being the therapist of other women, and also being the therapist of men in our lives. Like, we need other men to start to carry some of that weight. One particular instance that I remember is I was friends with these two guys that were also best friends with each other. These guys were friends since they were little kids. I only met them in high school, right? So I've only known them for like five years, whereas they've known each other for 18 years. I was close to the both of them, and they were closer to each other than they were to me. But the interesting thing was, is that I had deeper conversations with them individually than they ever had with each other. I remember them talking about their own lives, their mental health, 
and each other in such a deep, sensitive, vulnerable way to me in ways that they were never able to do for each other. And I remember when I asked them, you know, one-on-one, why don't you talk to this person about it? Why don't you talk to him about it? I think you guys should really talk about it. They were just like, oh no, like, I don't think so. I don't think he would want to, or I don't even know how. It's, it's like too intense. It's too much. I don't, I just rather just keep it where it's at. Their dynamic is just always like laughing and making jokes and all of these like very, you know, not even surface level because it is a genuine connection to enjoy life together, but it's just, it doesn't get to the vulnerable parts if you know what I'm saying. And I just always thought that that was interesting. And even though I'm not friends with these guys anymore, I highly doubt that they've ever had those conversations with each other to this day, even though years have passed, because that's just how the dynamics are. And ironically speaking, one of the guys who started actually growing into his own self, growing as a person, part of that journey is that he started to hang out less with the guys because they weren't growing as people. And so he started seeing them less. But if they were to have an emotional deep connection, I feel like he would be spending more time with them rather than distancing himself from them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's only so much you could do with another person when you're just not in alignment anymore and when you're just not able to talk about any deeper, sensitive, emotional things. I think there's a reason why women tend to have very intense friendships with each other. Maybe even this translates to relationships because how we connect to others is fully encompassing. I like you as a person. I like you with the hobbies we do. I also like you and your journey and deep down everything about you. And so, you know, women tend to become very close really quickly and just like do everything together, feel everything together. But likewise, that's also the reason why I think a lot of women have friend breakups so quickly as well, because there comes a point where you can't be around the other person anymore and you can't hide that part of yourself either. Whereas men, I think, could be friends for lifetimes and never really get to the root of why they are the way they are and why they care about each other. And I feel like sometimes this translates into men not being able to grow as people because they're having to stunt their growth because they are not able to express it within their dynamics. I think if a guy is lucky, he will find women in his life that will help him along his journey of growth and help witness it, you know, things like that. But some men don't even get that opportunity and some men get that opportunity but don't take it because it's scary to them. And this could be very harmful because a lot of men are in places of power and hold power over women, hold power over minority groups and systems and things like that. And it just becomes this like toxic cycle that's harmful towards minority groups, you know? And another reason why this is harmful is because because of this dynamic, men tend to lack a general sense of empathy because that empathy is a muscle that's not being exercised. There's so many times where I've, not only me, but other women I've known have expressed our emotions to a man and he immediately jumps into defending himself, saying why how you feel is not valid and why you shouldn't feel the way you feel and how he didn't mean to make you feel that way. All of these objective, defensive type of conversations when all you wanted to do in the first place was just express how you were made to feel 
and have the other person simply empathize with you and say, I'm sorry, that sucks. I didn't mean to make you feel that way or I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You know, have a space where you don't immediately jump into objectivity, defensiveness and solutions or conclusions. It's just an expression. I feel like men have conversations to arrive at a conclusion, to arrive at an endpoint. Someone is right or someone's wrong. When in reality, a lot of the times for women, the conversation is just a journey for us. It's just for the sake of expressing yourself. A lot of the times we don't even really want to have a conclusion. We don't even really want to reach a solution yet either. We just want to express ourselves and see where that conversation goes. And that conversation is cut short because men are not open and likewise this harms men because there's so many times where a guy I will know whether that's a friend or whether that's someone I'm dating will finally reach these breaking points where he'll finally express something and it's not even me that's discounting him the sad thing is that he discounts himself he will say things like I shouldn't have said that in the first place this isn't helpful or I don't want to talk about it because it doesn't need to be talked about or it doesn't make sense or it's not valid and I have to say everything you are feeling is valid your experiences are valid whether or not I agree with you does not matter because what you're feeling is valid and I feel like a lot of men sadly don't experience that enough and don't tell themselves that enough don't tell each other that enough so they end up being harmed in the process and Because of that, they harm other people by invalidating them as well. And that's just kind of how that cycle goes on and on. It's like I have to remind men that they're valid so that they could also remind me that I'm valid. You know, like everyone is valid. And it's really sad because when I do come across a man that does have that empathy, you know, that nurturing side where they could be very in tune with other people, feel their feelings, and therefore be able to do things for them without them needing to ask for it. I feel like those traits in men are bullied and made fun of, and they're made to feel ashamed of it. How many times do we tell boys that they're too sensitive or they need to man up? And unfortunately, some of these boys and some of these men spend the rest of their lives suppressing that aspect of themselves that is so beautiful and so necessary for relationships and friendships with other people because they think that that aspect of themselves is less than and is not desirable. I feel like one of the things I'm experiencing quite often with my current partner because he is such a sensitive, empathetic person is just I'm constantly encouraging him to allow that side of him to come out. I feel like through his past relationships and through his friendships with other people he was taught that that part of himself was weak and he had to like put on these different ways of pseudo strength basically to feel valuable to society and valuable to other people being hyper masculine being angry being impatient being forceful right When in reality, the type of person he is is just like a little cuddle bug that's just wanting to nurture other people and be sensitive and cuddly. And it's just sad to me that that part of him was just suppressed so much because of how others shame feminine qualities. And that's not something that only men do. I think women do this as well. They suppress their feminine traits and try to inherit more masculine traits. And they think that that makes them more worthwhile and stronger than other people 
It's called internalized misogyny, everybody. But anyways, moving on. Something I've noticed is that a lot of men tend to discount each other or women for showing emotion which is essentially a feminine trait right like how many times have you heard men say oh that person is so emotional they're so unreasonable oh here we go again this person is just going crazy they think emotion equals hysteria and being incapable of doing things you're basically not a valid human or an adult if you're an emotional adult But it's so funny because these same men have so little bandwidth to process emotion and the only emotion they can end up expressing is anger as a result. There's so many times where I've seen a man who actually feels rejected, sad, betrayed. You know, all of these complex emotions that he dumbs down into just pure anger and like taking it out physically or just like screaming. You always see the joke of like a man feeling an emotion and just wanting to break a chair or fight each other over it. This I feel like is so true because when you're not able to have a safe space to process and feel your emotions, what you end up doing is needing another way to express it. But the only way that is acceptable for men to express their emotion is through these more violent masculine ways of expressing because it kind of puts you in a position of attacking other people or attacking things. So how can you feel helpless or weak when you are the person attacking? right it's messed up it's very animalistic but that's how a lot of men are taught to operate and think of course men don't think to themselves "Ooh, i feel emotion i'm going to cover up by being attacker they don't think that it's just an automatic response of like i'm really mad at you i don't know why but i'm mad or i'm mad at the situation i'm frustrated i want to go break something i want to go do this i want to go hurt something or someone i don't know why It's like, guy, you're just sad that someone didn't open the door for you or someone made you feel rejected. And that's it. It's that simple. And I think another unhealthy outlet that men are forced into relying on in order to express emotion or even to get a sense of connection is through sex and sex is also another physical response right men are either reliant on physical violence of expression whether that's you know going to the gym whether that's fighting each other whether that's doing a sport but this also translates into hyper sexualizing themselves and feeling the need to have sex with all these types of people or have sex all the time or I don't know masturbate all the time in order to release that emotion and this is unhealthy in combination to objectifying women as well something I've noticed is that there's times where a guy I know will end up having sex with someone when in reality all he wanted to do was express something else. There's many times where I feel like guys actually don't really care for sex or don't even want to have sex but they just do it anyways because it's like it's like the only way they can express something and feel good about or feel safe doing. And that's harmful for the other person as well. Like women don't really want to be used for our bodies. I feel like that's the sad thing is that I don't know if this is like the case for other countries, but I feel like especially in America, 
because everything is so hypersexual, women use sex to bond with men, and also men use sex to feel a sense of release and connection to other people. For the sake of simplicity, I'm saying men and women, but of course, like, change the subjects according to your situation and your lifestyle. My point is, is that it goes both ways, like the harm goes both ways. There's times where I've seen men who feel pressured into sex and they feel like they can't say no because it's so weird when a guy's like not wanting to have sex. It has all these implications of like something wrong with him because men are seen to be hypersexual all the time and only wanting or interested in sex. And so in moments where they actually don't want to have sex, they also feel the pressure to do it even if they don't want to, you know? It's sad and I feel like that's not really a discussion that is had until recently where it's like this concept of men also being able to be sexually assaulted or harassed or coerced. And I feel like that discussion is still needing to be explored because coercion of men into sexual activities is very different from coercion from women because coercion of women, there's like very distinct power dynamics a lot of the times, whereas because of how society is set up and it is very patriarchal and misogynistic, when men are coerced into sex, they could be coerced into sex by someone who is technically lower in power than them, but that doesn't mean that person can't still coerce someone into sex, if that makes sense. So, you know, that's like a whole other topic that I don't even know how I necessarily feel about it, but I'm just thinking about it very quickly now. Like, there's a lot of men that I feel like when they're talking to me about a sexual experience with someone, it sounds like to me that they didn't even want to have sex with the woman and the woman actually was the one forcing the guy into it or coercing the guy into it. But the guy doesn't even realize that themselves. And if I were to bring it up and be like, you do know that you were used, right? Like you do know that you were kind of forced into having sex when you didn't want to. And the guy's like, no, it's whatever. Like I still had a good time or you know, it's, it wasn't that bad. And I'm just like, but you didn't want to. Uh, it's like a whole thing. But regardless, I feel like these are really good examples of why I think neurodiversity is such a blessing to society and to the collective because a lot of the times social norms and how people express and connect to each other have flaws in them and so when you get autistic individuals for example like autistic men who are not able to camouflage as much into these social norms and are just their own person that provides a safe space in other people's lives to show up as they want to and what comes naturally to them. So if you're a man watching this, even if you're not autistic, even if you're just an holistic man, I want you guys to feel the freedom to express your emotions, be as sensitive, as vulnerable as you want to, connect with other men as you want to without feeling bad for it, right? It's okay to feel scared, it's reasonable to feel scared, but take a leap of faith and honor yourself and your needs and what feels right to you and build those connections in a way that honors who you are and who you want to be. Whether that's holding other men accountable, whether that's crying with another man, whether that's saying, hey dude, um, I'm not feeling up for the club or the strip club today, I want to go paint, or I want to go ride some horses, or I want to have a movie night where we cook together and chill. 
and talk about things. You know, don't be afraid to offer these suggestions and stand strong and confident in your desires because I think when you have confidence in what you want to do and you don't have that fear of judgment, other men could really catch on to that. And if they're also wanting that too, secretly deep down, they could just be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, without feeling that hesitation. But yes, don't be afraid to be yourself no matter what that means to you. I will see you guys on the next video. Bye.